Welcome. This is your host, Vando 12A. Welcome to the Station House Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, D. What up, what up, everyone? Thank you for having me. Anytime. So uh, those of you that don't know, um, me and D were partners for probably about like four to five years. Mm-hmm. As uh, as volunteer cops, many 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 years ago, in the North Bronx. Yeah, so exactly. Um, I've, you know, after that, uh, we became cops in different departments. Um, so uh, D, so tell the tell the people uh, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. You know, born and raised in the Bronx. Um, did some volunteer work you know with the local precinct um it was pretty good experience for the most part um learned a lot you know it's it's tough you know the bronx is a is a tough place to to work in you know you get all sorts of people that don't respect cops and i feel like joining this program really toughens your skin and prepares you for you know these other agencies that you apply for so I got the opportunity to, you know, volunteer this some time. I think I did about five to six years. And man, I loved every single moment of it. I learned a lot, you know, back then. I mean, it's different now, you know, there's a lot of restrictions when it comes to getting things done. But back then, we used to do everything, basically. You know, we used to respond to jobs. We used to help with aidants, which is, you know, somebody who's in need of a help, um, you know, medical help. We used to go to officer and his assistance, backup, everything, you name it. And, you know, I I enjoyed every single moment of it, you know, because I learned a lot. And it really helped me out, uh, build my career, you know, and... From there, you know, I, I left the department and went to working for the state where I did uh, about five, five, six years, maybe I think it was, and I became a sergeant. And uh, from there, man, you know, it was, it was, it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot, you know, um, but thank you for having me, brother. Anytime. Yeah. Back in those days, man. Um. Ah oh, man, it, the the program is so different now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So, um, I'm not sure if you <laughs> if you remember this story. Mm-hmm. There was tell this about, l- there was this <laughs> lieutenant that we used to call the Barbie. Back in the days, wow. he was kind of like a little tyrant. Where I don't mm-hmm. know why, but he just hated. The volunteer cops. Well, that's what we thought. Yeah. Uh, he always gave us attitudes. I don't know what it was. So we just nicknamed him the Barbie. Mm-hmm. He was some pretty boy kind of guy. Okay. okay. I, yeah. I remember. I'm not sure if you remember the situation where uh, we were driving around and there was, uh, he goes on the radio. He's asking for assistance for officers to respond to his location for uh, 53. Right, a fifty-three is a, a car accident. accident. Yeah. yeah, 
But there was multiple car accidents, probably like 10 cars that like hit each other. So he's asking for assistance, but no cops are responding. I guess that that, that night it was very busy. So um, I think it was me and D and a few other um, officers responded uh -huh. to this scene to help him out. And uh, we, we're, we're there for a while. And, uh, you know, as... As volunteer cops, they what they what they have is is a coordinator in charge of so essentially he's a police officer in charge of that unit. Uh -huh. And uh I and I'm not sure if you remember, but uh the coordinator calls us and said, Listen, ten two, back to command. Ten two means go back to command. Uh -huh. And we ended up leaving the Oh that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. I remember exactly. <laughs> That lieutenant there, oh uh, high God. and dry. So we were stuck in a predicament because he's he's a lieutenant, but he's also not our direct supervisor. Our direct supervisor but, is the coordinator. You know, you know what's crazy about that too. Now that I remember, is that I think he was a new lieutenant. He was just transferred, so he didn't really know much of us. And and that, and, and to be honest, that supervisor, that lieutenant, was in charge of our coordinator. Exactly. So that yeah. was his direct supervisor. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead, man. So we didn't know who to we didn't we didn't know who to um who to listen to, so we just chose our coordinator. <laughs> we went back and uh Lieutenant Barbie comes literally cursing up a storm mm -hmm. and then our, he put our coordinator in a traffic post for like a whole month. Yeah. Uh, in the cold winter, as punishment for for uh, for for having us leave him. Now, grant you, I think it was our fault because we didn't tell the coordinator what we were doing. He just True. said ten two, so we figured that we, you know, we go, we should go back. Mm -hmm. So we, so we felt really bad, and uh, a couple of us ended up driving to because he ended up posting him in a traffic post with no vehicle. Mm -hmm. So and he was freezing. So we both yeah, a few of us for like, for like a whole month. For a whole month. Yeah, a few of us ended up uh well at the time I didn't have a car, but a few of the a few of the officers took their personal car and and, and, and actually went over there to to the to his spot and for the eight hours he was there we put the heater on for him and all that. So mm -hmm. that's how we were close to uh, we had a bond with our, with our coordinator. But that was one of those the that was one of those things, man, that we should have, we should have listened to, but, you know, yeah. it was a learning experience. That, that, that was, the, that was this first time ever really meeting us. Cause we, we never just, we never met the guy, you know, the guy just started and we just heard of him, you know, the guy is a lieutenant and, you know, and that was just the first time we ever even met him. So, you know, that was the first impression of us, you know, and it wasn't so good because we left. I mean, I remember, you know, I remember that day, that was a big, big accident, and it was chaos, man. And, and you know, for us to leave like that, I was like, man, I don't know if we should leave, man. You know, this is really, we're really helping out here. And us leaving, man, you know, it it, it, it was funny, but yeah, man, you know, we we had some good memories, you know, it was, it was good times, good times. Yeah, back in those days, we we weren't chaperoned. 
by officers. We literally had two police cars mm-hmm. in uh, in our precinct, and we would just drive around. That belonged to us, yeah. Mm-hmm. That belonged to us, so we just drive around, picking up fifty three jobs, you know, car accidents and 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 missing missing people or mm-hmm. or assisting officers uh, when they needed help and and we were nearby. So those days. It was good to be a, a volunteer cop back in those days. It was just mm-hmm. fun. There was more freedom. Now, grant you, yeah, of course, it was dangerous. Um, um, you know, but it was more freedom. Like you get to learn. The whole point of that job, that volunteering, is to learn your job. So when mm-hmm. you become and become a a real police, you know, not a real cop, but a you know, make it a full time job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what you're doing already. Oh uh, yeah, and 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 I feel like, you know, nowadays, you know, from what I'm hearing, is that they don't really utilize the officers now like they used to. You know, like I said well, back then, we we used to do a lot. You know, we we used to really get down. We used to help out these officers when they needed the help. Now, you know, they have these guys that are on a traffic a traffic post where they they're directing traffic. They're not really utilizing these guys like they're supposed to. I feel like, in my opinion. You know, and it sucks because we're not learning much. We do, they're doing a traffic post. You know, that's all they're doing. And it's not fair to 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 them in a way. Yeah, it's true because they're not learning nothing. The whole point of the of that is to learn. Um, now, obviously, every person is every person is different, and they got different supervisors that allow them to do certain things. But the majority of the time, they don't want you to do anything. Uh, yeah. Grant you, yeah. There's a. There's been a lot of. Um, there's been a lot of deaths in there. Yeah. I think it was like more, like maybe 15. I think or 10 in 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 a span of like 50 years. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, unfortunately, things are the way they are today because of past experience. You know, like for example, um, you know, the reason why we have vests is because of the two officers that lost their lives, you know, a couple, you know, a while ago, you know, and they were able to give us the vest, you know, there's certain things that happen that, you know, that that they're they're the reason why they are today. Yeah. Back in those days, they had no vest. Like, like I was, when I interviewed Jesse, Mm -hmm. he was telling me that uh, back in those days, you had no vest. You were out there in the project in the street. Like that's insane. Like, uh, shout out to um, Jesse, man. He's a he's a good good supervisor. Know I known him for a long long time, man. And he's he is funny. He makes me laugh. And he, he's he's a really good guy. Yeah, sh- uh, shout out to him. Um, I I uh, um, I have we to should, call we him because do, we should definitely do um. Uh, you know, podcast together, all three of us, you know. Yeah, for sure. I definitely hit him up. I know I got to hit him up. I saw something on Facebook about his mother. He's in yeah. the hospital. So uh, I'm praying for him and, and his mom. and Praying for him and, and his family, up, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and I check up on him in a few. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was just a good time, man. It was just a good time. Um, the experience I had there, I had to go. I had to have gone through being a volunteer cop for me mm-hmm. to be a police officer because I was a little bit of a hothead to begin with, with a lot no, of things. I, I remember, man. I, you know, you know, 
talking about hot head, I remember because I, I I was I, I've been there before you. I remember you, your first day. I think I don't know if you remember this um, event. We had went to this. It was like this carnival fair. This detail, and I forgot somebody pissed you off. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember? Remember that? I th- I think I know who it was. Yeah. Yeah, somebody had pissed you off, and and you know the guy got in your face, and I was like, man, don't worry about it, man. This guy, he's just doing it, just just you know, just to be a tough guy. Yeah, yeah, actually, wow, I I I just remember that now. Like, I haven't uh, re- remember that in years, but yeah, he was an EDP, I think. But mm-hmm. back in when I started, I was a hot hit. I just like I didn't know. Not saying I was crazy, you know, but I, you mm-hmm. know, I would get mad easily. But I had to go through these experiences to, mm-hmm. to, um, to mature enough mm-hmm. to get on the job, um, because a lot of people, even though it's different from a lot of people, but some people join the department when they're twenty-one. They're not even mature enough to to like, like like their minds is not even mature enough, and they and and then and then they join the then they'll go and join the department. So I'm glad that I went through this process to get me get me more maturity enough than to start doing the real thing, making collars and stuff like that. Because you're essentially someone that can take people's freedoms away. But you also can't sit there and abuse your power. So just because somebody curses you out doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you're gonna lock them up. So I had to go through that to kind of um, prepare myself for the full, like what was to come. Of course, of course, man. It's, it's it's all good experience, man. You know, like I said, I learned a lot from that program, and I recommend it. I mean, I I don't know if I still recommend it, you know, because things have changed, but. I mean, I still recommend it. It's a good program, you know. You, you learn a lot, uh, and 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 it's also good for people who, who's the, you know, thinking about going towards that field. At least you get some type of experience, and you get to see some, you know, of the policing side of what to expect. You know, because some people, you know, they're thinking of becoming a, a cop, a police officer, and you know, they they just don't know if they want to go through it. You know, so I think that's a good, a perfect opportunity to, you know, experience that, you know, type of field and see if, that, see if that's what they really want to do. Yeah, so Officer D was a, uh, he was a field training officer uh-huh. as a, uh, back when we were partners over there. Uh, did you ever make, did you ever made it to uh no, right? Did um you ever get promoted to like sergeant over there or no? So I I don't so, even remember. Yeah, th- that that was in the process. So once I so I had took the course and everything to become the sergeant. And you know, they, they were taking pretty long, you know, this they had some type of delays. I don't know what delays they had. But during that was during the same time where I was transitioning to, you know, going to the role of um an officer for the state. So, you know, I decided to just, you know, quit, call it quits. You know, I, I try to stay as much as I can, but things weren't really going as planned. 
So no, I didn't. I didn't make it. But I took the course. I was waiting just to be, you know, brought in and I said, "Hey, you're gonna be promoted." Da, da, da. But yeah, I, I didn't make it to that, you know, that far. I never finished the course. <laughs> like they, oh, yeah, course. like they, they act. You know, they um the coordinator at the time asked me to, you know, if I wanted to be a supervisor. So I said yes. But what happened was at the time. I was a security guard, right, doing the volunteer police on the side. Then DHS police called me, so I figured, like, this was like around the time at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't really call out as much in my security job. So I had mm-hmm. to make a decision: should I call out to 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 do to do the class for supervisor, or should I call out to actually get a, a you know to do the real thing. So I ended up calling yeah. out to doing DHS. So I never finished. So I never got, I never got called in. I thought, wow, I was doing both, man. That's crazy. You know, yeah, it's crazy, I, man. I know Put you and me time, did man. it. I know you and Yo. me did it. I mean, you did it for a while. I stood there for a little longer doing mm-hmm. both. It's like, so I was wearing a uniform seven days a week. That's insane, man. That is insane. Like I was doing overtime at my job, then on my days off doing the volunteer police, I thought, like, "Wow!" I said, "Yo, this mm-hmm. is crazy." I had enough, and I just ended up resigning because it was just yeah, too man. much. I, I, even for me, at the time, I was going to school, working full time, and 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 doing that, man. And I'm not gonna lie, you know, in the beginning, it's all you know, fun, you know, because you're everyone is hype, everyone is wearing his uniform, everyone is is excited because you know they got this patch on their arm, and like you know it's 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 a totally different experience once you have that uniform on you know you feel you feel like you you're part of this family you know this 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 lifestyle you know it's 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 all that really all that really is is a lifestyle man you know putting on the uniform being part of this family family of blue and and going out there to help out you know so i didn't really mind it in the beginning because i was i was happy man i was excited after a while, it gets tiring because you're doing all these things and, and it just comes overwhelming sometimes, you know. But, um, yeah, man. Yeah, so let's talk about your uh, – so you went and you became a uh, police officer in the state. Yeah. So uh, how, like, how was your experience as an officer and also when you got promoted to sergeant? Uh, like how was that experience? Um, I never made it to in even in my current police department, I never made it to sergeant. Uh, um, but uh, how was that experience like to begin so, with? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, the for the officer portion, officer part, it was a cool experience. You know, you you you're getting you know you out there. You know, it's it's like a different. It's it's very different when you're coming from um, you know volunteering because now I'm I'm able to make arrests, do car stops, do whatever, doing this. So for me to do that now, it's it's even more exciting, man. You know, yeah, we out here, you know, we we're helping people out, and we're able to help people out. You know, that's 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 the reason why I I decided to join that, and um, the experience, man. You know. The, it's, it was tough at first because now, you know, you're you're new. So now, you know, these people that you normally see every single day, they see you and they see that your your uniform is new and you look new, you know, they, they know all these these guys outside. You're a shiny. You're, you're considered yeah. a shiny now. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, you know, you just, just got to hold your your ground. But um, yeah, it, it was tough at first because you know the 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 senior officers were would will kind of put you to a test. You know, they want to they want to be able to test you and see if you know your stuff, if you're able to back them up. So I, I had to prove myself in a way for them to like accept me in a some type of way. So it was it was a hard it was hard at first, but then I got a hang of it. Um, and, it, and it's a very stressful job, man. We work in a lot of hours, and not a lot of people know, you know, realize that that we're out here risk, risking our lives for others. You know, it's a, it's a thankless job. Um, you know, and then, you know, I I did I wanted to do to do to do to do more. You know, I I wanted to becoming a sergeant, and it was something that that I really wanted, you know, I wanted to you know, help out the team and be a team player. That's how, that's how I've always been, you know. Um, and and the, re- the main reason why I wanted to become a sergeant, because I wanted to change the vision of how we're being looked out in the streets. You know, I wanted, I wanted to show that, you know, we're out here to help people and not to put them away. You know, and, and that started, you know, with the youth. You know, uh, something that, you know, that uh we forgot to mention is that I, I helped out with the youth you know that's something that we helped out back then you know is is, is showing the youth that you know the cops are not the the bad guys you know you know we want to show them that type of side that we're out here to help them out you know so but it, it was like the same for being a sergeant man you know it was tough at first you know once you knew you know people want to test you and, and they want to push you Cause they know they they know that you that you knew you know you're still learning, so you know it, it was tough. You know, some people, some of the other supervisors, you know, that I was working with from other shifts, they would be kind of envy because some people would like to work. You know, they wanted to work with me instead of them. So you know, it was it was kind of tough, you know, because other other supervisors were you know kind of you know was was upset about that wow yeah it's it's crazy you you mentioned about that like you had other officers there like trying to um like trying to see if they could trust you by testing you and stuff like that um in the last episode i i said a quick story about my my uh first time working in uh in um, DHS, mm-hmm. my first day going into the it was a Parkview. It was a shelter called Parkview in 110th Street, Central Park North. And I never seen this sergeant ever again. I only seen it once. And um, my first interaction with her was first thing she told me was. Uh, What's your name? You know, I told her my name, and then she was like, "Oh, okay, so um, you could fight." And I'm like, "What?" She's like, like, I was confused, and I said, uh, "I think so." She's like, "Okay, so um, we're gonna test that out," and I'm like, "How?" She was like, "Follow me." And then we went to the back. 
And um, this is officer. I'm not gonna mention his name, but she told me you should uh try to cuff him. I I want to see if you know anything about anything. Mm-hmm. So we literally are scuffling in the back in full uniform and everything when nobody can see us. And I had to prove myself to her. I had to prove it to her that one, I can fight, and, and two, this, this is crazy. We're in full uniform, literally tusting in the back. She wanted to see if I could, if I can handle myself. So when I did that, um, I understood why later on because in that place, you're dealing with crazy people all day. Murderers, rapists, people that came out of prison that they, they that killed somebody and they're like 35 years. And the first person they see is you in uniform. So that kind of prepared me for what was to come. Um, literally, I saw it all from stabbings, r- rapes, um, uh, even though I didn't witness this, but this was before I got to the job. But I remember a guy got his head completely chopped off his body in one of the wow. in one of the shelters. Completely chopped okay. off, like, no no bone. He's literally chopped it over a cell phone. So then then you know, so you had to know how to defend yourself because when you're when when you're in these buildings, mm-hmm. it's the the place is very narrow. So. You're, you know, it's really it's like a one way in, one way out scenario. Mo- everybody that lived in that shelter in their rooms, they had knives. They were allowed to cook, so they had they had knives, they had weapons, well, knives, cooking knives, butcher knives. So if you didn't know how to defend yourself and you are stuck in that room, they could pretty much kill you. They could pretty much stab you in the neck, and that's it. So wow. even though it was my first experience and I felt weird, I'm like, why is she doing this to me? But later on, I realized, like, this is no joke. So she wanted to know that I was ready to what, what I was getting myself into. Because mm-hmm. if I wasn't, then that wasn't the job for me. And I seen a lot of things, obviously, in the two years I was there. But the reason why I left is because it was too stressful. It was too yeah. much fights, too much arrest. The rest wasn't going anywhere. You could, I can make an arrest. The judge would let them go. In the last uh-huh. episode, I said a story that I arrested a girl who stabbed the guy. Then the butcher knife was in his chest. I arrested her, took her to central book, and stood everything. And the judge told me, let her go. And I uncuffed her, and she got to the shelter before I got there. And she was laughing at me. And... And she was laughing at me and everything. Yeah, no, yeah, that's 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 what we have to deal with in society now. You know, um, anyone is being let go, you know, depending on the crime and and you know what they do is you know they're they're letting these people go and and what they're doing is they they're hurting us, you know. And, and I I don't agree with that. Nothing really sticks anymore. It's it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Our policing changed from many years ago to now. Mm-hmm. Um, what what they're doing now? They're giving people DETs, you know, did, you know, disappearing tickets. Yeah, they're letting, they're letting them go. You know, they're, you know, basically for you to come back and we'll we'll see you. You know. 
Yeah, you but come back, then you get a warrant, you know, shit like that, you know. But it's crazy. Uh, I I remember one of my last situations right before I left the department. Um, what what, what was the situation? Okay, there was this guy. He beat the crap out of his wife upstairs. I'm talking about. There was a pull of blood that I that I slipped. I fell on the floor because of the blood, and it was a trail of blood, right? To the bathroom, all the way to their room. I knocked after I fell because it was blood everywhere. They opened the door, and I saw her busted up. I said, uh, who did this to you? Was it him? And she's like, no, 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 no. She denied it. And then he confessed and said, yeah, but we were just playing around. I said, playing around? Okay. Put your hands behind your back, and I, and I, and I cuffed him. Right, so um, whatever, you know, I'm getting the paperwork ready, and he tells me, Could I take this medication? It's for my uh, what he said, it's it's it, it, um, I guess seizures or something. I forgot what he said, uh-huh. and I said, Damn, you know what, I should give it to him, but let me get permission for the supervisor because I, I don't want to give it to him and then he, and then he ended up dying and then they blame it on me yeah you know since he's under your your care now um you don't want to you don't want him to take something and now you know it's, it's on you yeah so I, I told the supervisor she was like no don't give it to him i said sarge you sure don't give it to him i said okay all right so we go to central bookings on our way, no, 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 we go to the precinct. On our way, like that whole day was cursed from the beginning with. One, I slipped on that blood. That's one thing, right? On our way to the precinct, uh-huh. right? And once we went to the precinct, I did all the paperwork and everything. The sergeant approved it. On our way to uh, Central Bookings, we had a flat tire in the highway. With the with the perp, with the fucking perp in the back, oh, right. Man. So then we at we finally got out the highway and we're literally fixing this damn thing in the next to the fucking projects. So you know how that go. So I don't know how we did it, but we ended up fixing it a little bit, and so we can make it to Central Bookings. Now we're driving to Central Bookings in the highway where there is, uh, like. Atapong, like it, it was like uh, it was it was fucking it was fucking <laughs> that shit was crazy, like a hundred fucking vehicles and shit. It was nothing was moving. Yeah, for no license sirens on it. No, 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 no. Like even with nothing was moving, even with you know, with it. So we just stood there, and even though. An officer supposed to be in the back. All right, so that car that we took, we didn't have enough time to take the other vehicle. The other vehicle was being used for a collar. So one of the vehicles we had, they didn't have a cage because it wasn't really meant to, for to make collars. Yeah. But the other one was in a collar, was in a you know. So we didn't take it. So we took an, uh, another car. The car didn't have a cage. So usually, if it doesn't have a cage, an officer has to sit in the back. Sit in the back. Yeah. But I'm too big. I'm chunky, so that car is small. Man, I can't kid. fit it in the back. I can't fit it in the back. Um, so even though it's kind of crazy, but I sit in the front. But we make listen, it's crazy. So even though it's not protocol, but we had to, we had to do what we had to do. 
So um, even though I, I made sure that I double-checked him like 10 times, he didn't have no weapons, I, I actually put two cuffs on him. I didn't give a fuck. That guy ain't coming out. So, I, so he had cuffs and he had the, the, the seatbelt, so he wasn't going nowhere. All of a sudden, he's 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 like a little quiet. So I'm not paying attention. And I thought, wow. I'm like, yo, why is this guy quiet? Like, too quiet. I look back. The guy was having a seizure, and he was choking on his tongue. So now he's not breathing and shit. Now he's about to fucking pass out. So now, yeah. so now... Uh, we're 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 freaking out because this guy's about to fucking die in the back seat of a, of a cop car. So now I, I have to fucking jump in the back. I literally jumped in the back and trying to make sure he's breathing. How did you jump in the back? I didn't listen. I just I just did something. So long story short, I jumped in the back somehow, um, and um, and he's squeezing my hand so he knows what's going on. So we literally went, we found like a little broken section and we went like opposite of the traffic. So like we were going, how can I say this? We were, um, we had incoming cars coming our way. Like we were in the opposite lane and we just went full force in that shit. So the fact that we didn't get into a car accident was, was like pretty much God. We have, we happened to find a, a hospital somehow we went in there, and I then I grabbed him and I dragged him out, and and then we got him to the to the to the emergency. Mm-hmm. Long story short, whatever we saved him, he's good. The sergeant is mad at me because he caught a he, because he caught a fucking uh uh what's that called um a seizure. How you mad at me when I told you that that like he needed to take the medication? Can you believe it? Yeah. So she's over here cursing me out. I'm like, why are you mad at me? I told you that he yeah. had a condition. So that was one of the stories. It was, it was that that day. It was hard. Yeah, That's crazy. <laughs> Nothing was going my way that day. Mm-hmm. You, you, do you miss that apartment? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Um, in my new department, um, there's no. Brotherhood is every man for themselves. It's it's it's. Oh my God, it's just crazy, man. Like, it's just it's it's not a good department to begin with. It has yeah, a lot it, of flaws. It, yeah, but it, in it, that, shouldn't, the old, it shouldn't be that way. You know, everyone should be, you know, together. Everyone should be. Uh, there should be like a brotherhood to the sisterhood. You know, everyone should be working as one. You know, nah, I, not in there, man. Uh, so that's one thing I miss about the old department is that there's something. It's crazy. Maybe it's in our, and maybe it's in all of our DNAs, DNAs. But there's something about being in a dangerous situation with someone you trust, and you know he's gonna have your back. That uh-huh. makes everything wild. Like makes everything like like. Like feel good, like it, it, maybe they call it adrenaline or whatever it is, but there's something about that camaraderie of uh, of having someone that's gonna have your back that that you know they're gonna have your back. It's like Absolutely. like yeah, but I don't get that in my in my department. It's just every man for themselves, pretty much. Yeah, that's not right. 
That's all right. Mm. Are you planning on, um, you know, moving on or is it? Yeah, I'm eventually going to move on soon. Um, I got, uh, well, a, 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 well a, couple, a couple people know this, but uh, I got hurt on the job. So um, I'm still thinking whether I'm going to leave or not. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. Policing is not the same anymore. I don't oh, see yeah. policing uh, uh, once it was. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. No, Maybe I, I might I'm, stay, but I, at this point, I don't think I'm going. I don't think I'm going to. No, I'm the same way, man. Hundred percent. You know, I, I I see it differently now. You know, no one respect cops, and you know, unfortunately. You know, it's sad to say, but sometimes you know it's 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 the it's it's the officer. You know, sometimes you know, like I've 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 been in some situations, or I I've heard I've heard of situation where, you know, the officer is just doesn't want to help the person out, and they want to actually hurt the person. You know, you know that's not something. I agree with you know. I feel like we're we should be out here helping people instead of, you know, hurting them. Um, yeah, you know, I it's, it's, I, it's, I definitely know what you know. you're saying. You know, it sucks. You know, I there's, there's some people, you know, that tell that tell me you know they hear you know the officer is you know you know looking for arrest and they're looking for this and that you know and. I'm I'm happy not to be part of that anymore. You know, I, I guess I I do miss it, a hundred percent. You know, like I said, I miss the the culture, the you know, the lifestyle. You know, it's in my blood, of course. You know, when when I'm out here, you know, I I see a brother in blue, a sister in blue. You know, I I get happy. I feel, I feel, you know, I feel safe. You know, but um, it's just not the same anymore. You know, people get on the job for different reasons you know people back then used to get on the job just to help people out and 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 create some type of change but um nowadays you know from what i've hear and what i see you know people get on because either it's for the gun in the shield or is you know just the stupid stuff you know, and I and I feel like you know people like that shouldn't shouldn't wear that uniform. You're absolutely right. Um, there's one thing I hate is when uh, like for example, like you got like these young kids, right? And you always have that one partner who always want to like like arrest them for minor things, like stupid little things that's not even yeah, like man. like me. I had a good reputation in my old department and even now in here i help a lot of people out believe it or not like yeah, same here. um in, in my old department for every little thing right since i worked in the family shelter for any little thing any little any little scream any little like argument i had to write a dv report which what happens is once you get a dv report that stays in your record forever by the way a dv report is domestic violence report yeah. So or or, you know, or the DIR. You guys the DIR? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the domestic incident report. So there used to be kids. I'm talking about kids that are 19 
couples uh-huh. that didn't have nowhere to go, but they had their, their significant other. And they had like a little argument. And every time I would respond and I see like these young kids and I had to write those reports, I wouldn't write it. I refuse to write it because what happens is if I write a DB case on them, just because they were screaming loudly, right, they get separated and they'll never be in the same shelter together again. That, that means they can't get an apartment together. And that saves in a record. So there was a lot of cops that would literally do it just to do it, just to have fun. Like, that was crazy to me. I used to argue yeah. with them all the time because I'm like, how you going to do this? Like, these are young kids, man. You know, and then, and also even giving people summonses. If it's if it's a young kid that he did something stupid and that's not that crazy, why am I going to give him a disorderly conduct? I mean, he's a kid. Once yeah, you do that, cop, let's bro. say he wants to be a cop later mm-hmm. on. That's going to affect them. It's going to be in their record. People so don't I, think about those things. I never, listen, I, in my, in, I'm going to say this right now. In all my years of being a cop, even in my current job, I never gave like a young kid. Obviously, if you do something crazy, that's different. But if you do something stupid, not even nothing, nothing that's not even like that's not hurting nobody. Mm-hmm. Even if even if you raise your voice, like it's a kid, like you know what I'm saying, like yeah. 17 year old, 18 year old, their minds are not even developed. You you they know, know you go better. yeah, you go ahead and you give them a summons or, or you know, and 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 then eventually, because look at me. I was a hot head. I mean, you know, I was a hot head as a volunteer cop, and I and I started when I was eighteen, I think, doing that, and I was a hot head. So imagine somebody doing that to me when I'm eighteen, and mm-hmm. I wasn't developed. So I don't believe in in just you know messing people's um um the like records that. of just yeah because mm-hmm. I know that eventually he may want to be a cop, and you're giving him all these DV things or you arresting him, that's gonna mess him up, especially mm-hmm. DV cases. Listen, DV cases are the worst. Just to have your record. When you go apply to be a cop and you got DV cases, you're done. Mm-hmm. There's some departments that you can't even get a gun because you have DV cases. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. It's, it's, I had a similar incident today um, in my current uh, role. I'm a supervisor um, now in a different organization. And so this 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 kid, you know, we got a call saying that um this guy comes in, you know, he's he's out, he's he's he went into a facility with, with a without a shirt, and the son he came in, um, I think he had been like maybe two, maybe two two years old without a shirt, and um somebody came and told me that hey, I think we should call child services on this guy. And I'm like, why? And, and mind you, I had a conversation. I had a conversation with the guy. The guy, you know, unfortunately, his his mother or mother-in-law, you know, was taken to the hospital, and you know, they they just they ran out of the house like 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 that. I guess they were they were you know without any shirts. So someone came, you know, to my attention and was like, hey, I think we should call child services. And I'm like, why? You know, and she's like, "Oh, because the, the these, this kid is out here without a shirt," and I'm like, "Are you serious?" You know, I mean, I didn't tell her this, you know, but I was in my mind. I'm like, "Are you serious?" Like, I already knew the situation that they had left the house because they had an emergency, but like all of a sudden, you know, we want to call child services because this person is out here without a shirt. 
now we call child services and then what the guys for you know the parents are gonna be agitated because now he has a case you know some people out here don't think you know and and you know they wanna they wanna i i mean i i guess the lady was the person was trying to help but you know but sometimes you got to really think about it am, am i really gonna put go out of my way to hurt this person in the long run you know so i was a little annoyed by that you know because she didn't know the situation if she would have asked me hey do you know why this person is out here like this or you know what can we do to help this person but no they wanted to jump right on you know switch out services you know some people some people out here they just you know they, they just one of the wrong things, you know, and, and, and it sucks. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, man, I'm not all for that, man. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we all, so we're running out of time. So we got, we got maybe like four minutes left. Yeah. Um, before we have to hang it up. But, um, but yeah, man, you know, um, that's crazy. We, yeah, I don't believe in that, man. I I hate people like that. It's just, mm -hmm. um, you know, look, 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 look. You saw, um, you know, some, you know, this topic I want to touch on real quick. That really, I'm still shocked at the, you know, for battery, very bad for the family of the the cop. Um, they got killed in the Bronx, especially in our our area. You know, we're, we're from this area you know, of uh, Soundview, where the dad, you know, unfortunately killed his son. He was an NYPD cop, you know, uh, due to mental health, you know, mental health. And, um, you know, I feel very bad for the family. My prayers is for the family. You know. Yeah, same here. It's just crazy, man. Um, and then it's like um, for your, you know, for your own father to uh, to do that, while you're sleeping, I, th I think he was yeah, sleeping, so he didn't know anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's it's unbelievable, man. It's um, yeah. and then all these active shooters going around, like the one in uh, I yeah. I, I didn't do there my was... research on the one in Florida, but yeah, I, I, I saw like from, a little I saw I heard, a little thing here and there. Yeah, from what I heard, this guy, you know, and it's not and it's not the only one that's been happening. You know, the, this the same one. It's the same one that kind of happened in, in um. And was it Buffalo? So in this situation, from what I, this is from what I'm hearing, because I didn't really really read the whole story. This 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 guy walks in. He went to this camp, college campus, and he was denied access for some reason. So he went into this Dollar General, if I'm not mistaken, with AR-15 um, pistol and handgun, and just started open firing it, and he shot about three people. You know, for no reason, you know, of course. And, you know, this, this is something that, you know, we, we're starting to see every day now, you know. Like, it happened in, in Buffalo not too long ago, right? Yeah, the, the one in Buffalo, man. I, look, he, you know what? Like, and, and I think he recorded himself and everything, I believe, right? He had a whole camera. It's not that it's know. funny. Yo, listen, man. Like, it, it's not it's funny, but it's just crazy. You know, like. Real quick, because we gotta go. But um, the how I found out about the one in Buffalo, right? So, so I was um, it was all over the news. So I was in like in a mini like mini vacation with with my wife, right? So we were in this fa nicey fancy hotel, and I was sleeping, 
and I'm in this police group chat where guys be sending you know crazy videos and stuff like that. So it was like three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. I don't know. Somebody sent me a video, and I'm like, damn, who's sending me at four o'clock in the morning? So I woke up, you know, to use the bathroom, and I and and and, and I click on the video. That video was so graphic, like yeah, not even trying time. to like, not even trying to like go crazy, but I couldn't sleep. Like like for I, I could not sleep that whole night after the, after I saw the, the the graphic video of the one in Buffalo. Like it's so crazy how you could do that, and it was so clear as day. Like he's yeah, streaming people it. People have no heart, man. They, they so something is not is not clicking in the head, and you know. You know, the, I feel like the government or the local officials should get involved. You know, let's, let's make more uh, programs out there for these, you know, for people who are suffering from this. You know, because it, it's it's uh, it's 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 bad. It's bad out here. Uh, um, this is crazy, man. It's kind of scary to even go out. <laughs> man, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm I'm always carrying, bro. Oh my god, I'm listen, this is ridiculous, I'm, man. I'm, yeah, every time I go to the supermarket, man. All the time, man. Even even check my mail. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like honestly, every time you go to the supermarket, you have yeah, to carry because that's where you, all the you shit want to walk my dogs. Now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Man. Especially when I'm with my family. Uh, you know, got a couple of magazines and everything. You never know. You yeah, never know. and a uh, bazooka in there too. Fuck that. <laughs> but listen, uh, it, you know, we already hitting our uh, our mark. Yeah, right? We already passed. But uh, it was nice uh, talking to you, D. So, so pretty much, he's he's gonna be the main. He, so he, um, he's the main co-host for for this show. Um, he's you know he's gonna be a main a mainstay. Um. So, uh, you know, I'm glad that you guys got to know him. You got to know his story. Yeah, you know, you guys got to know his story. Talk about, yeah, we're definitely going to talk more about, you know, about myself and, and our past experience and all that stuff and give a little bit of stories, man. But I appreciate you having me in here and hope to, you know, continue, you know, telling, telling you guys about, you know, our past experience. Yeah, so uh, like I said, um, thanks for uh, coming today, uh, and um, and yeah, you know, uh, thank you, and uh, I'm signing off, guys. Have a good Peace. night.